At Ada Bible, relationships are pivotal in helping couples share life, pursue God, and invest in others. Those significant times of our lives can often cause couples to double down in isolation. One avenue to reaching out for help is positive mentoring. With seasoned marriage partners who are willing to walk hand in hand with couples through the various seasons of change, values of growth, empathy, and love become intricately connected to the lifeblood of God-ordained marriages. This is Together. This is Together, an Ada Bible Church podcast about the world of marriage, where we attempt to invite you to explore the ways that marriage works and doesn't work. From practical ways of learning to biblical inspiration, we invite you to listen to other professionals and couples to help enrich your marriage. Here are your hosts, Samuel Jones and Dr. Kelly Bonniewell. Hey, Samuel. How are you doing today? Ooh, it's been a long day, Kelly, but I'm good. I'm good today, man. It's 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 cold outside. Uh, the warmth, cold? The, yes, the warmth is gone. It's 58 degrees. It's balmy. Send me to California. <laughs> Where it's 109. There you go. I would be doing just fine. Well, hey, I also <laughs> heard this. Yes, what's that? It's on Facebook. It was somebody's birthday. Day. Yes, it sure was. It was a birthday to remember for myself, you know, in my That's cool. in my in my 30s, you know, uh my wife made a uh tremendous way for me to remember by inviting me into a staycation. Whoa. Yeah, we stayed at downtown at a hotel and okay. got a chance to um, stay at a newer place downtown in the hotel district. If you're a couple looking for an opportunity to see something new and do something different, the hotel district, Grand Rapids, Michigan, That's awesome. is now available. Uh, yeah. So we stayed at a hotel. Uh, we went to a restaurant that I had never been to before, Hawaiian theme. Mm, uh, we knew that was interesting. In what did you order? Yes, I had these uh, uh, mashed potato tasting um, kind of rolls. Okay, um, which was pretty delicious. Had a lot of cumin in it for ah, sure. Uh, that doesn't sound like a positive <laughs> thing from your side. I'm you not know, a fan of cumin. You're not. Why not? No. Well, I'm. I, I'm actually not a fan of too much cumin. Oh, okay. Okay. Kind of well, like you. Yeah. Well, that had that, some chicken, uh, which was very delicious tasting. You had this Hawaiian sauce that went on it and uh, had some macaroni and cheese with the crumbles on top. Mm. You know, there's so many different ways to eat macaroni and cheese, you know, depending on where you're from, but mm-hmm. you typically can't go wrong. Uh, in that so yeah we did that hung out went to the zoo uh, wow with the daughter and spent time with family and it was just a great birthday to remember my wife did a great job that's awesome yeah yeah how about yourself now i know you got some things going on in the world of of marriage and you have your son getting married did you tell me yeah so my youngest son micah Uh is getting married to brianna Mm. and we are flying out to washington because Brianna is from Washington, a little town called Linden. Linden. Julie and I, a couple of years ago, we're, we were kind of in that area. We were taking a train through that area from Vancouver to Seattle. And mm. Samuel, get there someday. Mm. It is beautiful mountains, the ocean, massive bays. So we're going to be uh, spending a few days in Seattle and then uh, heading up 
to near Linden to celebrate with Micah and Brianna. Nice. So this is the year of weddings for the Bonniewell family <laughs> uh, because my oldest son is also getting married. So Man. we're 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 in we're we're in action mode. Yeah, I bet. Family is leaving the nest, literally. The oh, single yeah, definitely. Nest. Yeah, that's awesome. Funny, funny fact about Washington. So my mother was born in Tacoma. Ah. Um, she was adopted um, and spent some time there. And we've been for the last almost 70 years of her life trying to get back to Washington. So the fact that you just said, I need to go, means we, me and my mom and family need to definitely, definitely. go. Definitely. Yeah. Because you've never been there before. I've never been there. Must go. Must go. Awesome. Well, our listeners, I hope you are excited about this Together podcast Uh, today. uh, You know, we're going to get into talking about a couple different things. And if you are, again, a couple just uh, just pondering around and wondering, like, what's there for marriage? You've come to the right place. Again, this is Dr. Kelly Bonnewell and Samuel Jones. And, uh, you know, I think about our our marriage, uh, marriages at at Mm Ada Bible right now. And right now we have 25 plus couples. I know. Oh, isn't that awesome? Yeah, who are mentoring and want to mentor uh, so many young and older couples that are mm-hmm. that are there, and and in that, I think we're growing this ministry, Kelly. Mm-hmm. We're growing this to a place where we're so excited to have people who want to pour in with their countless years of experience and wisdom to 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 let couples know, hey, we're here. We want to love on you. We want to give you mm-hmm. advice and. They want to help other couples walk just like Jesus. And and in that, I think that we have an opportunity here just to even just talk about that. And that's yeah, what today's uh, today's podcast is about is just, you know, these experiences that we've had, you know, in this place to bring mentors to share about their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think about this, Kelly. Now, you've been doing this, you know, for 12 plus mm-hmm. years here at Ada. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you just kind of give us a, a snippet of some of the experiences that you've had with mentors? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, Samuel. So we designed this ministry 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. Just have had a lot of different great marriage mentor couples involved in the ministry. And there was a time in which I directly oversaw it and then it passed on to other people. But uh, one of my favorite stories is Stan and Jeanette. They were one of our very first marriage mentor couples. Mm. Jeanette at the time worked here at Ada and uh, we we had just designed it. I reached out to her and said, hey, Jeanette, do you think uh, Stan, your husband, and I'd never met Stan, Stan would be interested in doing this? And uh, she's like, mm, I'm not sure. Go, go talk to him. Stan was in marketing, owned a marketing firm here in Grand Rapids for many, many years. And had been involved in a lot of different church stuff over the years at Ada and elsewhere. Sure. So I drove downtown Grand Rapids, had a meeting with Stan, and was trying to think of all these different ways uh, to kind of talk Stan into doing it. Because literally, I think they were the second couple who became marriage mentors at Ada. Wow. After hearing Stan's story, it was just very obvious. You don't need to talk this guy into it. He literally needs to jump in with two feet because he just has a wealth of experience with him and Jeanette. I think at that point they had been married definitely 30 plus years. And that's what they did. And Stan and Jeanette 
they have since moved out to Phoenix. Yeah, that's right. Sad eyes for me. I really miss Stan and Jeanette. Sad emoji. Yeah, sad emoji. <laughs> um, really miss Stan and Jeanette because over the last 11 and a half years, they, uh, I think uh, they've worked with a lot of people. Wow. I mean, a lot of people. Yeah. And a lot of couples, even to the point, I remember one story with Stan. I had met with this young man and it was very obvious he wanted out of his marriage, mm. ASAP. Mm. And I called Stan and, and just said, hey, Stan, I got a couple for you, but mm, you're not saving this one because I can become a little bit jaded about, about those types of things sure. and working with people because I've seen the, the dark side of stuff as well. But yeah. So Stan and Jeanette walked with this couple for... I think at the point in the story I'm going to share with you, at least about two years. Wow. One day, the husband called Stan and said, hey, kind of thanks for mentoring me, but I'm going to go, I have a meeting at two o'clock today with an attorney. Mm. And Stan said, hey, just have coffee with, or lunch with me, Mm. just have lunch with me and let's talk about this. Didn't talk him out of seeing the attorney. But something happened in that conversation that within, I think it was about a week and a half, the husband had kind of a dramatic experience Mm -hmm. with one of his kids Mm -hmm. and kind of realized that if he divorced his wife, his whole life was going to dramatically change. Change, yeah, sure. sure. And so he pulled back and he didn't pursue a divorce with his wife. And to this day, they're still married and still trying to work on it. Still trying to, uh, you know, love one another, sure. and uh, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, you speak to a couple things there, and I, and I think about just Stan's experience being a mentor. There's this aspect where everything that he shared was not just, "Hey, this is my typical advice," but it was experiential. It sounded like, oh, absolutely, it sounded like he added value to this couple. In fact, in a, a pivotal moment where absolutely, where this Samuel. couple could have made a decision to be like, hey, this is what's going to happen. You know, he had to step in. And, and, and also you said something there that I think is really critical and it's time, right? It takes time. Some, some, sometimes in, in our, in our short window of mm-hmm. like, hey, this is mentoring. I'm going to be here for a couple mm-hmm. days, a couple meetings, and then you're off on your own. Two years. Mm-hmm. Two years. Two years. And it doesn't always work like that. Sure. That type of commitment, but. Also, that was Stan and Jeanette, yeah. and uh, they were extremely dedicated to the couples that they were committed to. Mm. Yeah, I think, you know, as a, as a marriage mentor, and, and myself and my wife, you know, her name is Tova, uh, we necessarily have had, haven't had always the greatest amount of people pour into our life, but when we did, mm-hmm. you know, people that are bored in their life, I can think of... Uh, person named Ken and Vanessa Trapp. Um, Mm. They live in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania Mm. now. And they literally took moments on the phone, right, Mm. virtually, where they would sit down, listen to us talk about how life is going. But then then those those really key moments, because they knew we were trying to have kids, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, for almost, what, three, four years, Mm -hmm. trying to have kids, and Mm -hmm. they had two. Um, they would pour into us and be like, hey, y'all, just keep going, keep trying, keep working on things in your marriage. In fact, you never know how how good the grace of God is in moments where you could have had a child and kid and, and yet you needed time to just work on yourselves. Mm-hmm. Like I can remember those good and great types of advice and wisdom that were given us by people who were now states away. Yeah, that's but, cool. But yet they gave us time. 
And so there's so much importance in having really good people who want and desire to pour into you relationally with time, get to know you, and sometimes speak both grace and truth yeah, <laughs> in yeah, those moments. That's, yeah, a, that's what it sounds yeah, like Stan was doing yeah. as well. Yeah, Stan and Jeanette were definitely yeah. doing that. And Samuel, I love two things you just said there. Number one, you give time mm. to somebody and really sacrifice that time mm. to, to another person. The other thing, though, that they, they gave you, which I really love, is they intentionally moved into your life and said, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, think about it this way. You're in the office and you pass somebody, and typically this is how the exchange goes. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> and what do most people say? Good. Yep. Good. Okay. Okay. Right. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing okay. But you're really not. You maybe aren't doing good or okay. Yeah. And that's the thing I love about mentoring mm. at Ada and elsewhere. Mm. You know, a lot of churches, uh, organizations have this mentoring thing theme. And what mentoring is is intentionally structuring a relationship in which whenever you meet, you're saying, hey, how you doing? Mm. And I'm not going to allow you to just say, okay, you're good. Mm. Now, it could be, you could say, I'm doing great, man. I had the most wonderful week. I got to tell you about all this stuff (laughs) that happened with me and my wife or me and my family or just with me. And that's the beauty of mentorship is it's structured. How you doing? Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. I, I hear it. Uh, in the way of where it says it's an exchange of life, mm-hmm. right? It's an exchange mm-hmm. of life. And in fact, you know, if you're an attender at Ada Bible Church, in fact, it's, it's not much different than your small groups, mm-hmm. you know, where you're literally, you may or may not have a leader or co-leader, but you're exchanging life in those moments. Mm-hmm. And where marriage mentoring is, is very similar, but now you have someone where it's one-on-one or mm-hmm. two-on-two and it's really close and intimate and interpersonal. And I think that that is what makes marriage mentoring, especially, you know, for my wife and I and others, I'm sure uh, a great moment where we get a chance to what we do exchange life. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think in that too, Kelly, there's this piece where, you know, when so many marriages are in places where they're going through these seasons of change, you know, there, there are some things that really stick out to me. Like, for example, you know, I think about those first seven years for some couples, you know, mm-hmm. some people have children in that time frame, but oftentimes they forget about how important, as I just mentioned, it is just to get to know your spouse, mm-hmm. right? How important it is to just spend time mm-hmm. intimately really knowing how that person thinks, how they process through winter, fall, spring, summer. Oh, that's a great point. <laughs> right. How, great point. how sometimes their personality interacts with others who are your friends yeah. and family. Oh. Like there's mm-hmm. so much value there and you're just literally getting to know your spouse's world, mm-hmm. you know, and even they're getting to know your world. So the importance of time just in that initial framework to get to know who you're, 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 you're sleeping with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like you really get to know. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then, and then in that, I think there's another shift that happens when you initially have kids or mm-hmm. foster, mm-hmm. right? Or, 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 or adopt children. Mm-hmm. Now you're inviting a whole nother little mm-hmm. person or teenager, depending on what age you get them, like into a framework mm-hmm. where you're like, oh, wait, I can't be selfish anymore. 
<laughs> right. I, oh, definitely parenting uh, dramatically taught Kelly Bonnie Will how not to be selfish. <laughs> you know, I'm learning that with my my six month old daughter right oh, now. Yeah. Right. She is teaching us. You're going to get up at certain times at yeah, night yeah. and make sure you change my dirty diaper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're going to get up and make sure you feed me. At least 10 times, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then uh, at the same time, you're learning as a parent, like, oh, my child needs this. They they want that. Right. Mm-hmm. We talk about needs and wants in counseling sometimes. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 my child is really uh, needs this type of education or type of attention. Mm-hmm. And in that learning process, now you stepped away from, OK, I'm just getting to know my spouse to now. I'm really just getting to know the child that God has given me or that God has provided for me. You know? Absolutely, and and then I think about what that that next shift and change that maybe you could even talk to where mm-hmm. your child is literally leaving the nest mm-hmm. and for your two sons mm-hmm. going to get married. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, Hallelujah! <laughs> Hallelujah, man! Right, you're like, hey, um, get out. We, Julie and I are loving. Like even when you're talking about having to get up and change a diaper, I'm like, oh, I'm so glad I'm beyond that stage. <laughs> But no, yeah, empty nesting stages yeah. is, and I love how you're talking about stages, Samuel, because yeah. research shows that there are two points mm. where divorce is prevalent, mm. year seven mm-hmm. and year 17. Mm. And that's where I think couples have to really sit down and evaluate their relationship and say, and again, being honest, not just saying, oh, I'm doing okay, yeah. or we're doing okay. Yeah. At year seven and 17, and obviously other years as well, but just to sit down with your spouse and say, how are we really doing? How are we really doing? So good. So good. I, another story here, like my wife and I on our mm, third or fourth anniversary came up with this thing where we would literally evaluate our marriage every year That's awesome. during our anniversary. That's great. So we had a time when we would literally have fun, enjoy, Mm -hmm. you know, and we often did this on cruises, Mm -hmm. you know. uh, Rough life. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Make sure you take your Dramamine or whatever those (laughs) those drugs are. Right. But literally on vacation, we would have our fun, have a relaxation time. It's a great idea. But then in some moment during our three, four, five, six, seven days, whatever, how many days we did Mm -hmm. it, we would have a day where we would literally talk and reflect about the year. And sometimes even the previous years, where are we at? Where do we need to express time to say, I love you better and mm-hmm. more? Like, what are we doing? What Are we still going after the vision that we initially had? In the way that I love you now, is that the way that you need to be loved going into the next year, mm-hmm. in the next season? So evaluation, Kelly, is so important mm-hmm. because it prepares you for the next as well as helps you reflect on what has happened in the past. I love that, Samuel. You know, You're on your A game today, man. <laughs> Listen, we're just talking. It's yeah, real no, life. We're just talking real and life. rambling on. And yeah, we're coming up with some gems here today. <laughs> this is good. Yeah, it is good. And so those, I think, are, like you just said, those those seven and 17 years or so on are so important when you're thinking about like those shifts and impending changes in marriage. But I also think there's this piece, and I, I remember you talking about it, about this whole love bank analogy. Mm. Yeah, yeah, like tell yeah. me more about that. Yeah, yeah. I think the love bank is like crucial for couples to learn and live out in their relationship. Designed by, I think the guy who came up with the concept was a guy named Dr. William Harley. And mm. we'll uh, put 
his book or books in the show notes. But the concept is like going to a bank. You put in deposits and you take out withdrawals. And every day we do that in a relationship. So the more deposits I put in Mm. with Julie, the more she's going to be receptive to me. And that's that's just how life works. I mean, this is what we teach kids in kindergarten with both of our boys. You know, a common phrase that we would share with them when they were little is, if you want a friend, you got to be a friend. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so deposits come in many, many different ways. Saying a kind word, a nice loving glance, buying a gift. You know, we, we come up with a million of these, but what happens with a lot of couples is they are removing things from the account. Mm. So, for example, a snarky remark or a sarcastic remark, an unkind word, not keeping a commitment, mm. et cetera, et cetera. And then, therefore, if we do that consistently, what will happen is a negative cycle will begin to generate mm. because your spouse will begin to be negative as well. Mm. If we lead with being positive, then there's a more likelihood that our spouse is going to be positive towards us. And here's a ratio. This is a ratio I really challenge couples to be at. And it's a lofty goal if you really think about it. It's 20 to 1 per day. Mm. 20 positive interactions with your spouse to one negative per day. That sounds super difficult. It is, but (laughs) that is one way to think about it. That's the standard Mm. to have a healthy marriage. Mm. Now, one way to think about this, Samuel, you've done marriage counseling. Mm -hmm. I've done marriage counseling. Every couple, every couple, and every couple you've ever seen Mm. in marriage counseling were not doing the 20 to 1. Mm. If anything, they were doing 20 to 1 in the negative. In the opposite, yeah. Right? Direction, definitely. One of the things that I just tell couples to do is every day, make sure a handful of times Mm. you're being affectionate with your spouse. That's really good. Kiss on the forehead, holding his or her hand, a hug, whatever it is. And I'm amazed at how many couples don't do or just aren't affectionate. Yeah. And again, that's this affection. If a couple's not affection, that means they're probably not also using positive words towards their spouse. Yeah. Kelly, I I think about, you know, just a caveat, how many couples don't even know or are aware of their spouse's love language. Mm -hmm. They have no idea. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't know that. Just because I don't like touch, my couple, my my spouse loves touch, right? In many cases, we're thinking about the way that we give Mm, and receive love, (laughs) right? Great point. As opposed to the way that our spouse gives and receives love. We're always thinking about our lens. Yeah. Tell me what, uh, uh, and I'll share what Julie and I are. Yeah. Because you're hitting on something really important, Samuel, and that is our love language with our spouse is... 99% of the time, it's the opposite, or it's a different one. (laughs) Yeah. Right? Yeah. So what what is it for you and Tova? Yeah, mine is literally touch. Mm -hmm. I'm a huge touch guy. Mm -hmm. Uh, My wife is is, is words of affirmation. Mm -hmm. 
she appreciates words of affirmation and acts of service. Mm-hmm. You know, and oh I'm, my gosh, <laughs> that's Julie and I. <laughs> there you go. I'm touched. She's acts of service. Yeah. You know, so if I clean the toilet, yeah. If I vacuum, <laughs> you know, she's all smiles and giddy. Mm-hmm. And same with me. You know, if if she's proactively affectionate with me, same mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's so valuable to have that. You know, and when you know, then it helps you communicate better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it helps you be like, okay, I know my wife is feeling low in the love bank. Let me go ahead and uh, vacuum, clean, wash the dishes, wash the baby's water bottles, all the good stuff, mm-hmm. and maybe just maybe. Later on at night, we might have a happier day and yes. happier night. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so I think that's really good. If you, again, are enjoying listening to this, we want to encourage you to share, share, share on social media. Mm-hmm. Invite others to listen to this podcast because myself and Kelly, we're giving trinkets. We're giving diamonds in the mm-hmm. rough. And uh, you know, we want couples to succeed. We want them to be enriched. We want them to be empowered listening to this. And also... Marriage mentors, if you are listening to this for your first time and checking this out, you know, tell your other friends and and, and couples that, hey, we need to check this out. So that way we're uh, having the skills and the tools for your toolbox, as we Mm -hmm. like to say, as counselors to add to your repertoire. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, Kelly, like we have been talking for a couple minutes about these things, about mentorship, about our experiences with Stan and Vanessa and Ken and and, and Stan's wife. uh, Mm -hmm. And uh, we've also talked about, you know, these these aspects of you know the seasons of change and the love bank uh, what would you want to leave as just some lasting words for our couples and marriage marriage people who are listening to this yeah i think uh, you know i guess on a, in terms of the stories i that we've shared today samuel for those couples who aren't hunky dory and, sure. and moving in the right direction don't give up do not give up and again, reach out for a mentor, reach out to somebody who's older and, and been through it. You know, Stan and Jeanette, they definitely had some rough spots in their marriage. And yeah. the cool thing is they were able to offer those life experiences to many, many other couples. So a final thing I would say is if you're that type of couple who does have some great life experience that you're over the hump, that you and your spouse are doing really, really well. Mm. Who are you looking out for? And be looking out for couples in your life to maybe even, and it might even be a little bit scary, but in most cases, there's probably a couple in your life who you can not necessarily go up to them and say, hey, can I be your mentor? (laughs) But that you would be intentional with and reach out to. Maybe it's a neighbor, maybe it's a friend, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So there you have it. Uh, This is the Together podcast and Ada Bible Church marriage podcast and uh, for Kelly Bonnewell, Dr. Kelly Bonnewell and myself, Samuel Jones. I hope we have a chance to hear from you later and that you'll listen to us again. Hey, listeners, I hope you're enjoying the Together podcast. Uh, just a thought process here. If you're looking to take the love languages test, we mentioned it earlier. It is at www.5thenumber5lovelanguages.com. In this, you'll learn about the five love languages, one being words of affirmation, where you get a chance to encourage your spouse with words that are key to that person. Acts of service like cleaning your house for your wife or husband, uh, receiving gifts, 
which means that that wife may want that new ring that you've been promising her for 10 years and quality time, which means you just need to spend some time with your spouse outside of the hubbub of life. And lastly, one of the cool ones for guys and girls, physical touch, which means, hey, I just wanted to say I love you with my hands and with my lips, something like that. Again, that's at fivelovelanguages.com. Check it out with your spouse and take the quiz today. Have you joined a small group at Ada Bible Church yet? Not sure why you should? Well, God created us for community. Our healthiest seasons of life often are when we surround ourselves with meaningful relationships. That's why we do small groups. Small groups are circles of people who help us grow in our faith. You can join one or form one as we grow together to share life, pursue God, and invest in others. For more information, go online and check out our website, adabible.org smallgroups, or go to the digital bulletin and select Next Steps. Join a group today. Thanks for listening to Together. We hope that you've learned a thing or two. If you find the podcast helpful, please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts. If you'd like more information on Ada Bible Church and its ministries, or someone to pray or dialogue with about your marriage, email us at care at adabible.org.